Hello everyone and welcome to the second podcast in our series about bringing the sounds of nature indoors to you and our listeners in their homes. My name is Lee Nicholson and I'm your presenter. In today's podcast I will feature the South Park in Darlington which is a gorgeous Victorian park and is a great place to visit especially after its multi-million pound heritage lottery fund restoration. Did you know it was the first Victorian park in the northeast of England to open its gates in 1853 and that was after a generous donation and after its benefactor and the park is now grade 2 listed. To the north there's a lake and three islands attracting plenty of water birds and near the entrance there are two famous giant multi-stemmed sequoia redwood trees which are really spectacular. It has two new play areas a bandstand, an aviary and a cafe which is now open for ice cream and drinks. The Friends of the South Park carry out various activities to keep it running and they are our excited guides for our guests joining us on the Sense in the Wild walks funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund. Some of you will recognise the voices of our volunteers, Fal, Maria, John and Wendy, who will feature in this podcast. Firstly, I'd like to introduce you to Fal Sarka, who is a naturalist and a volunteer at the park. She shares her knowledge about the mature trees and she takes on the same walking route as we made in October with our guest members from the Darlington Social Club for Blind and the Visually Impaired. Hello friends, welcome to this walk in the South Park, Darlington. I'm Fall and I'm shielding myself because of coronavirus, so I cannot be with you. But I'm meeting you at the gate of this park and then we will walk together to enjoy the sensing of nature. These are my memories of our day together. Now we turn left after the gate and I meet you at the first tree on your left. It is a hornbeam tree. You are touching the trunk of the tree which is smooth but has slight undulated ridges. Now step back a little and feel the leaf-like crispy bracts hanging down in front of you from the narrow branches of this tree. You are enjoying touching this crispy bract and discover a small round nut inside. Now you move with your guide along the path and meet me at the next tulip tree. You have stopped at this beautiful tulip tree which is on your right and you are touching the crisscross bark of tulip tree. I have given you a leaf and you discover the four lobes of this soft, smooth leaf. You are rubbing the softness of leaves against your face and saying that you have never touched a leaf so intimately. We are following the path and walking by the bank of the river Skarn which is flowing gently on your left hand side. 
you can hear the gentle flow of water take a deep breath and feel the air perfumed with wild flowers you can hear many melodious bird song gulls are also splashing water in the river now we are turning left from this path and crossing the slightly arched concrete bridge over the river's current as we walk straight you can smell roses coming from the beautiful rose garden now we are in the rose garden and in the center there is a large sculpture you are touching and feeling many rough smooth surfaces on the curves and ridges of shapes in the sculpture what a joy it is experiencing these sensations you are enjoying this sculpture so much after this we turn around and are walking back to cross the same bridge after the bridge we turn and follow the path on our left after just a few steps we turn right and discover woodland you enter this woodland you take a deep breath and the air is filled with quite a different perfume you are just discovering this lovely pine smelling conifer woodland i have given you some soft scale like leaves very different from the leaves you have touched before with excitement you are touching them crushing them in the palm of your hand what a unique smell you are hugging the conifer tree and feeling the roughness of the ridges in the bark with a smile in your face you continue walking following the path with your guide and then turn left and there i meet you at the sensory garden you can hear the bees are buzzing and the birds are singing you are enjoying the sensation and experience of touching and smelling small plants with different leaves stems and flowers smells and sensation all the time you are choosing and putting samples of leaves stems barks seeds cones in your own collection bag as a take home memory to help you of this experience today now we are moving out of this sensory garden and standing by the beautiful lakeside there are many ducks geese wading birds and gulls floating in the lake you are feeding the ducks with duck food they are coming close to you and you are listening to their calls you are feeling so happy so relaxed you carry on walking with your guide just a few steps and there i meet you at the bandstand near a very large tree 
called Atlas Cedar Tree. You all start laughing as I say that I have climbed this tree specially for you to get some large scaly cones and needles and needle-shaped leaves. You are feeling the uneven rough branches and sharp needle-shaped leaves with your fingers. I put some barrel-shaped scaly cones in your hand. You are smiling with joy at this new experience. Now we walk together up the path until we come across some magnificent English oak trees. I'm saying to you that these English oak trees were planted to celebrate the coronation of English monarch. As you start to wrap your arms around the trunk of the trees, you realize that you need two or three people to hug the whole tree. You are touching the crunchy dry leaves with carved lobulated edges and discovering the glass-like smooth acorn that have fallen under the tree. So you carry on walking along the path with your guide and I meet you near the clock tower. Now you are standing near the clock tower and there is a huge multi-stem Wellingtonia tree standing in front of you. I'm giving you some leaves, cones in the palm of your hand to feel and examine. You touch the ovoid scaly cone and sharp scaly leaves. What a sensation! You are squeezing the red spongy bark in the palm of your hand. What a different tree that is! Now I'm telling you the story of a race between the English and the American botanist to name this new discovery with the name of Wellingtonia after Duke of Wellington or Washingtonia after George Washington. You can guess the winner. You are all smiling and so happy at the end of your sensing the nature walk with us. Thank you for walking with me today. hope you enjoyed the summer meander through the trees once more with Fal and I hope it brings back to you memories of that lovely autumnal day that we shared together. This week once again I visited the park and met up with Maria, Wendy and John to see what is happening especially after the easing of the lockdown when the gates of the park were opened again to visitors. Firstly, we went into the bowling green to see what is happening and I spoke to Mick Hemsley there, who was playing a game. You can hear the grass mows in the background. Yeah. I started playing balls about five years ago. Um, I 
following my dad's footsteps really, both the South Park and various other places around the Cummins and um, the engineers and all that. Post Office Club as well, I think he bowled for. Um, but I, I sort of following in his footsteps, yeah. My yeah. aim is to get my name on one of the trophies that he won. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Well, thanks for talking to us. Our next feature is from Maria, who you will often see walking in the park with her camera. Maria is going to give us a news update as to what's happening this summer season and reflects on the autumn and winter just gone. These are the sounds of South Park and Darlington. Uh, January and February this year were wet and stormy. All we could hear was the splashing of the rain in the puddles and the creaking and the groaning of branches in the trees. In March, spring finally started. Everything seemed to come alive. The buds formed on the trees, the birds began to sing and it became warmer. Suddenly the country was struck by this deadly virus and lockdown became the new normal. The chatter and laughter of the children disappeared from the play area as everything closed down and became much quieter. You could hear a pin drop. No more cars, lorries or motorbikes on the roads. Now, new sounds could be heard. The hammering of a woodpecker in the silver birch trees as it searched for food. The call of the robins, blackbirds and other breeds chirping away to attract mates and then warning others not to approach their nests. Down by the river and on the lake, the ducks and the geese were hooting, honking and quacking as they squabbled over the food thrown to them by people using the park for their hourly exercise. Among the trees, the, const the constant billing and cooing of the wood pigeons could be heard as they paired up for the season. Eggs began to hatch in the nests and the parent birds are then kept busy searching for food for their always hungry brood. The young birds fledge, still chirping and squeaking to attract their parents to feed them. In the aviary in South Park, we have new arrivals and more chirping as the budgerigars have hatched three colourful chicks. Lollipop, the African grape parrot, squawks to visitors as they spend time talking to her. The glorious uh, sunny weather in May brought out the flowers in abundance. In the rose garden, we can hear the humming of the bees and wasps as they gather the nectar and pollen from their fragrant blooms. Sit and relax to the soothing sounds and scents. It's a great way to ease the stress and strain caused by this terrible pandemic. Let us hope that soon we'll hear more chatter and laughter in the play area and shouts and whistles in the field from a football match as the country returns to normality. Thanks Maria, that was great. Now we're going to have a look in the aviary. Here we have two green parrots that were donated to us. One's an African grey. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're quite young ones. Okay. Max, that was an old parrot we had, was eight, uh, 47 when he died. Really? Oh, that's quite some age, isn't it? Yes. Died of a heart attack. Oh, bless it. <laughs> he also used to swear a lot. Did he? He was a big attraction at South Park. Oh, I bet he was. <laughs> That's the parakeet making his voice heard. 
There's two little budgerigars just above my head now. One green one, one blue one. They can't escape this Avery. There is actually a roof on it and it's covered in uh, wire netting. But all the birds seem to be living quite happily. There's a little finch in there as well. So the wild birds do actually get in there. No, it's not. No, it's Is a it zebra not? Fringe. Oh, it's a zebra. Oh, it's a bred zebra finch. Right. Okay. Do you know where they come from, John? Uh, China. China. Okay. Just they've got orange stripes. beaks and then they've got feathers which are quite um, amber, white with white speckles down the sides, and then on the side of the cheeks it's quite amber and then they've got little stripes down each side of the beak and the beak is absolutely bright orange and little orange legs. The tail feathers are black and white and um, the overall head colour down the back is sort of like a fawny brown colour. Lovely little bird, cute, just like the size of a finch. Maybe about five centimetres long, no more than that Maria, eh? No. They all seem to fly together, don't they? they? Yes. They don't do anything singly. No, no. Except this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Alive, yeah. yeah. along with Wendy and she gives us an insight into the beautiful tulip bulbs that we have in the South Park. 15 years ago yeah. when they did the park they told them you know whatever they did they took this down and we had a new one put up but they'd not got to touch the they tulips were. and then the next year yeah. they came up. Yeah, um, we're just explaining the fact that the tulips are actually 50 years old that were planted here in the park and they're planted under the wall of beautiful rose, climbing roses actually. Um, you've got natural wild roses at one end, um, running right the way through to hybrid roses, mostly pink, um, absolutely beautiful, uh, and line the perimeter, or one side of the perimeter of the, um, of, of, of the bowling green. Yeah, we're just passing the cafe now, and uh, They've got the screen up at the front door, so nobody's allowed in the cafe, right? And uh, the two assistants behind the counter there um, are just waiting for some customers at the moment, so I'm just going to take this opportunity to ask them a question. Yeah, are you getting many customers, ladies? We are, yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm out with the volunteers with the South Park, and we're just doing a, a podcast about sort of like what's happening in the South Park. So it's just, I was just going to ask you, are you, are you finding this system working? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the ladies have got PPE on, PPE gear, and uh, they're sat behind a desk and, a, and there's a screen up and all the prices are on a chart on the left-hand side and uh, what's available to buy today on the right-hand side. So um, I'll be back for a coffee, ladies. <laughs> okay, Bye. What a sweet little dog. Oh. 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 Oh.
dear. We're getting tied up in the lead here. Holly, Holly. What type of dog is it? Oh, it's absolutely delightful. How old is it? She's 12 weeks. Is she 12? After that funny little episode where Wendy got tied up in the dog lead, um, we walked down to the lake and here's John just to tell us a little bit about the Canada geese. On the lake this morning and yeah, they, these all that. fly in from Middlesbrough. Do they? And fly out again late in the evening. Really? Yes. But where do they come from in Middlesbrough? I yeah, don't no, know the no, exact... no, but but you know they yes, come from Middlesbrough. That's right, yes. Okay, yes. yeah, they there must be at least two hundred um, Canada geese on this lake today, and there's not much else, is there? Really? Oh, I've got some cute coots nesting. Yeah, some cute coots. coots. Yeah, coots. Yeah, I, oh, I can see one over there near the yes. island. Yeah. There are about four coots nests around the lake. Hi, does anybody know where these Canada geese come from in Middlesbrough? Um, because I haven't got a clue. Maybe you could call in and let me know. Um, and also, I want you to practice saying cute coots, <laughs> which is a little black duck. Anyway, that was just a bit of fun. And we're moving on now and we're going to be going to the bandstand and hearing from John again. Yeah, we're just looking at the bandstand now, which is looking quite splendid. It's recently been painted and um, there's some fir trees above the bandstand and the branches just fall onto the roof of the bandstand. It looks like it's actually giving the bandstand a hug and it's such a beautiful sight. And the colours that they've used this year is just like a, a pale, natural pale green. Um, and the tree behind is a similar sort of colour, so it makes a beautiful spectacle. But, but it is heritage, it is restored to its original uh, colours, the bandstand, and the colours had to be mixed specially to pick out the colours that match the original grades for the painter. And it went back to Scotland where it was originally made. Right, in, in a prison. Uh, it was made in a prison, Mary, really? Really? Fantastic. You could, you could say it was a hard sell. <laughs> yeah, now we're at the bandstand. We've got some children playing in the centre of it. They love climbing up the stairs. They love playing shops. Hello, can I have an ice cream please at your shop? Hey? Can I have a strawberry one? And can I have lots of lovely sprinkles on the top? Thank you very much. Does anybody else want one? Yes, I'd like an ice lolly, please. Do you have any red ones? Yep. How much? How much are you going um, to charge? Only a penny. A, a penny? penny? It's cheap. Oh, it's cheap. I, I think we should all have one. Then. Everyone in the park will have one at a penny. You're going to go out of business? Yeah. Today? 
I can't think of a better way to end the podcast than with the sounds of children playing. Well, that's all we have time for today. And on behalf of GFI, Going for Independence team, I'd like to say thank you to the Friends of the South Park for helping with this broadcast. And also thank you to Scott Morland, who oversees the bowling organisation at the park. In the next podcast, we will be investigating moths with Steve Ashton from the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust. Also, we will give our listeners an overview of what has happened at the Tees Valley Nature Partnership Conference. Now, we'll be visiting Middlesbrough's Linthorpe Cemetery to talk to our friends group about the summer flora and fauna. So, till next time, goodbye from myself and keep safe and well, everyone. <laughs>